You're listening to episode number 231 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money and do that donating via PayPal. A link to that's also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Warning, the hosts really, 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 really enjoy doing this show. And as a result, we laugh a lot. If you don't like that, you don't have to listen because we don't care. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. At first, I'm I was like, trying not to chuckle in the middle yeah, of it. At first, I'm like, where the fuck is he going with this? And then I was like, oh, oh, this is classic right here. <laughs> this is well done. It is kind of fun mixing those up for you because you just never know, depending on who's doing it, what's, what it's going to sound like. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, hey, kids, we are two weeks and one day or from when this posts two weeks away from 360 Vegas Vacation 4. I know. That oh, it, thank God. Well, and to me, one of the weirdest things is like we normally, you know, we build these things up. I mean, it, it's an annual event. So it was like, oh, it's going to be so great, but then it's going to be over. We got to fucking wait another. Like, no, like we're. We're, down we're going to, back in a few short months. Yeah, we're down to 114 days to 360 Vegas Vacation 5 after this. So it's, it's, Although, a, it's an adventure. We might be sans 360 Vegas gear, depending on whether how quickly Zazzle can get us new T-shirts. Oh, yes. It's a good thing because I didn't have a, a random story. I was I was desperately seeking one. Yeah, and I'm well, glad you remember there's this. What, the boy provided one. Yeah. So, you know, we ordered the 360 Vegas Vacation shirts and the... the Vegas shirts and all that stuff for the trip. And we first got them in and I needed to resize. And I well, think that, you, you had to resize one too, didn't you? Yeah, but the girls, uh, well, I, I accidentally picked the wrong size. I don't know how, but I accidentally picked the wrong size. And the girls who were getting a specific cut, basically all of them got undersized. Oh, dramatic. Because ever like all the Twitter stuff I was seeing were about like the girls getting theirs and they're like, this thing is really, really. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with their sizing, yeah. but that specific style was ridiculous. And it, again, it's a good thing that I'm not like hung up on size because I had to order two XLs. Yeah. Oh, it's in it's, order for them yeah, to not be skin tight on it's me. It's ridiculous how how ri- yeah. outsized they were. So we finally got them in yesterday. Yeah. And so Mark, you know, got the package, and it's in the, like the soft. It's not like a hard box. It's like the the soft. It's not a box. It's a plastic, pliable, but it's a pain in the ass envelope kind of thing. Open. Yeah. yeah. And Mark just tossed it on the bed. Well, Mr. Asgard apparently decided it smelled good, and he pulled it off the bed and proceeded to rip it apart, including the T-shirts that were inside. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. 
So, you know, they'll, they were great and, you know, sent us new ones for the sizing issue because it took them so long to get it the Well, that's first Zazzle. Zazzle will yeah. always, it's 100% satisfaction. I don't know that they're going to give us new ones well, because you ripped them apart. Yeah, well, I, I know. Ask. But that's what I'm like, <laughs> seriously, dude? Like, these were not... Yeah. And now we're like rush order because we're two weeks away. And they have been historically slow on getting them out. So well, Only to us. Only to us. Really? Every fucking else. website. I said the same thing when I reached out to them last time. I, I was like, seriously, man, this is my fucking merch store. And... And I, I'm hearing listeners get their shit like fucking three days, four days later. It takes you a fucking month to get me something. I'm like, what the hell? And it's not even like it happened once. It's yeah. happened fucking twice, twice in a row. Right. So I'm, I'm nervous that we won't get replacement shirts back before we... I figured what I would do is I would immediately email them twice and bitch about it. You place the order, then you immediately complain that it hasn't been delivered. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he completely, like one of Mark's shirts has got, like the whole sleeve is ripped in half. Um, he punctured Karen's. Two, it, both of mine. Yeah. One of them I might still bring if I don't have it because the hole is in a, a spot. One of them, the hole was like right over the center of my boob, which was, would not <laughs> be good. But the other one's Yay. like down on the side. And I'm like, okay, I, know. Well, I, I was like, you should that totally one. go brawless. They would be classy. <laughs> <laughs> but the one could be a good story now that we talked about it in the show. I can wear yeah. the shirt with a hole in it. And people would be go. like, hey, it's a shirt. Oh, with it's a like hole he's here. It. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I still want to choke him this far away. Oh, I couldn't believe it. He is just. I'm not kidding you, Tony. It's this, an attitude. This dog, if he, if you're not doing what he wants to do, or he feels like you're Very not giving him the attention, specifically when he wants to play, or oh, he yeah. wants, yeah, he will go find whatever it is yeah. that will piss you off the most. Or not even wow. necessarily. He he will destroy something. Cause like like Karen caught him the other day. We've got recycling, and he was smart enough to avoid the uh, advertisements. You know how they're on like thicker paper and found a newspaper. Like, he dug through oh, no, them. he dug through to get, like, the coupons that you get in, like, the Sunday paper. Oh, I thought it was a newspaper. No, it oh, was, okay. like, the coupons thing. And it was one of them that was folded in half, and I, I heard a noise. I heard a rustle. <laughs> a rustle, rustle, rustle. And I, I came into the kitchen, and all of a sudden, he's walking out. Like, he dug through the recycling box, and he's holding it by one corner, just very gently in the middle of his front teeth, and just walking so happily with it. I'm like, you little shit. Like, ah, oh, he's unbelievable. And he's got toys for days. So, and we let him we destroy have bark those. Box, yeah. So <laughs> it's not, yeah, I mean, he gets the bark box. So he's got plenty. He's got toy boxes that he can just dig through. Now, he's going to go find the shirt off the bed or, you know, he's, yeah, he's destroyed articles of clothing before. If he can get a hold of a sock. Nah, no, no. This was the first he's destroyed. No. He will take no, socks. He, he destroyed He them. destroyed one of my bras. Oh, that is true. Yeah, he yeah. Did. yeah, that's right. <laughs> So maybe it's just specifically oh, my stuff he's trying to destroy. Something very Freudian going on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. In 1944, spurred on by the success of properties like the El Rancho and Last Frontier, the concept of making the Western theme mandatory throughout Fremont Street was considered, but never formally adopted. We got that from After Hours Architecture. It's a book. And all I have to say is thank God. Well, God. it's funny because it was kind of already like a, like an un, unclaimed theme at the time. They all were, I mean, that's why they called them sawdust joints. They all were just kind of. Well, yeah, because that was the style of the building. They but yeah, can you imagine if, yeah, if, if they made the uh, decision like they did with Fremont Street Experience, you know, like, going, you know what? 
let's steal it. Like going, yeah, I'm not. I'd have no interest in hanging out at your place at all. That that would be that would be scary. Yeah, be excessive. Something that is not scary is this week's twit pick of the week. Evolution. Everything that wants to survive and thrive has to adapt to its environment and evolve to an ever-changing landscape. That statement is not only metaphorically accurate for Las Vegas, but it is simultaneously literally accurate. This week's winner from at Classic Las Vegas gave me an experience I'm unable to recall ever having before in relation to photography of my favorite city. Disorientation. Never has something so familiar looked so foreign to me. In 1990, when Excalibur opened, the largest hotel in the world at the time, it was basically on an island. True, Tropicana was next door to it and the Hacienda just south of it, but next to the sheer size and scope of the Excalibur project, those properties look out of place in comparison. In 1990, there was no MGM Grand, just the Marina Hotel that it would eventually become consumed and incorporated into the project. There was no New York, New York, or Monte Carlo, just the Dunes Golf Course. No Paris, an unrecognizable version of the Aladdin, nothing like the version that became Planet Hollywood. And that was about it until you got to the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana. In 1990, Excalibur looks as out of the way then as Stratosphere does now. This was a time when the strip still looked like it was an oasis in the desert. Once again, photography has given me the best of both worlds. I'm able to enjoy watching the evolution of the strip while making me grateful I didn't have to experience it. I, I would never go to that place. Look at When you look at that picture and you realize how far just the Aladdin or the or Dunes is. I'm, there's no way I'm walking down there. There's no way. And they didn't have Uber, Uber back in the day. No. I mean, they had cabbies, but that's crazy. Well, look how tiny that pool is, too. <laughs> if you look at it by comparison to the one today, it's the, like the one today is like three times that size. But it's like, it looks like this little, you know what it looks like? It looks like the pool at the D. <laughs> <laughs> this is like park your car over here and swim right there. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the things also that that really was surprising to see was all of the vehicle parking spots right. that were right there. Yeah, just pull up and then walk right on into the into the uh, Excalibur. It's so wild. Yeah. Well, and I'll be honest, I looked at this for a second and I was like, wait a second, which direction is this facing? Yeah, <laughs> like I I didn't realize. I honestly didn't realize that MGM wasn't there. That Excalibur was older than M MGM. I didn't yeah. know that. So I'm looking at that for a second, going. Well, I, I think that's Tropicana on the right, but I don't, like, it just, it looks so different than, Yeah. it really threw me, too. So you're right, the picture is very disorienting when you're first looking at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, a lot of people don't realize this, but it was the Mirage and Excalibur. They're the ones that ushered in the new era. God, I guess I never realized that. I mean, like, I was kind of thinking Mirage was the first one, but it you're is. right, I never thought about the second one. Yeah, huh. yeah. Cool. Well, listen, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Let's get into the news.
All right, so we've got some golden bullshit to talk about. Still desperately trying to be considered anything other than the cousin Oliver of professional sports, the NHL continues to make a case to remain the Chevy Chase of organizations. While most evolve and improve with time, the NHL is taking a unique approach of doing worse. Almost a year after confirming the city of Las Vegas was approved for an NHL franchise, the team still doesn't have jerseys available for display, let alone purchase. Something all the new expansion franchises had for sale when the last time the league expanded in 2000. According to team president, the jerseys may not be available to purchase until August. If that happens, it could be the first time in modern history that a drafted player doesn't have a hockey sweater to put on and take pictures in June at the expansion draft. It isn't clear if there's a connection, but the NHL just signed a new contract with Adidas to be the provider of all authorized merchandise for the league. Odds are the league will make sure that they have at least one jersey made in time to pass around for photo ops, but that's it. Do you remember we were at the Columbus Blue Jackets unveiling of the team yeah. name? Yeah. I mean, they had been awarded the franchise, obviously, but they, they unveiled the name and they had fucking every jersey. Oh, they had everything. the name and the logo and everything they already had there. Stinger, the, oh, I mean, early on they had the, the, the B guy. The CBJ? Yeah. And remember they had that. And, and I then, mean, the logo's evolved, obviously, but yeah, they, they at least had something. It was all there. Like, he was wearing a jersey. They had jerseys to sell, multiple colors. It's crazy. It's been a year since they were awarded the... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they still have nothing. Nope. All right. We do have some more weed news to pass along. It's so weird. I feel like, like, what show has this become? (laughs) It's like we're talking about weed like every fucking week. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The Nevada Senate voted last week to allow businesses to apply for licenses that would permit the use of marijuana at certain events. No word how many weed conventions were invented in the seconds following that approval. (laughs) Last week, we discussed the state's plans to beta test the concept of weed lounges. However, with the information that came out this week, they went so much as to clarify that this new bill could make marijuana consumption at concerts and clubs a real possibility. Getting the impression Vegas wants to uh, become the the Amsterdam 2.0? Or Amsterdam of the West? During the same meetings, the Senate passed bills related to preventing child-friendly packaging, labeling, and advertisements on edible marijuana (laughs) products. Well, it's good good that they aren't just trying to figure out how to sell more of this. They're like, all right, so there's going to be candy out there. There's going to be brownies. (laughs) (laughs) Let's make sure the kids don't think it's for them. We should probably put, like, skull and crossbones on it and and not cute ones. Make sure that the cupcakes do not look like a hostess cupcake. Right. (laughs) There's got to be a way we can make these look gross. Because, uh, let's be honest, the people who are eating them, they don't really care. Right? (laughs) Nah, I'm going to open up my own, and I'm going to put Scooby-Doo on them and call them Scooby Snacks. Hand them out to all the kids. (laughs) (laughs) The next Halloween. (laughs) They come knocking on the door. Here you go. That's that's an inevitable story coming to Vegas in this show someday. All right, now this one, this is absolutely imperative, and I hope we actually see some movement on it. The idea of a jackpot tax being changed. A Nevada congresswoman proposed this week that the IRS increase the reporting threshold for jackpots from slot machines and bingo. Specifically, she thinks 
the threshold should be quadrupled. Nice. Currently, a single jackpot or win worth $1,200 or more needs to be reported to the IRS. This threshold was established in 1977. <laughs> Two years ago, the IRS toyed with the idea of lowering the limit from 1200 to 600 which sparked such outrage, it was quickly put out of its misery. <laughs> Using Karen's website that she introduced me to while we were walking around the <laughs> Graceland Museum, uh-huh. $1,200 in, well, what $1,200 would be equal oh to in God, 1977 right. money? Yeah. $4,800. So quadrupling it is just about exactly right. That, well, that was her argument, is that it was, it was an adjustment for inflation. The reason Tony said that is one of the displays that they have at Graceland is one single day where Elvis just sat around writing checks to, like, charities and shit like that, and they were all amounts that you look at. I think they were, like, $5,000 a piece, yeah, it, and it was... It was pretty cool, but then you look it at it. 40 charities? Yeah, he basically... one day. Yeah, he basically wrote uh, the equivalent of a quarter of a million dollars yeah. in a day or something like that. Yeah. Just write... Yeah, just writing. And, uh, and I remember us all looking it up. We're like, holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, it was it was millions and you know equivalent dollars. Yeah, but it was a lot of money. Yeah, I, I would love to see that as well. That's you know because, it, for example, even just playing fifty cent video poker, you hit a royal flush on on video a fifty cent video poker is a two thousand dollar jackpot. I mean that's just it's peanuts. Yeah, well, and didn't I mean Jen hit one when we were out last uh, Vegas vacation? So yeah, but she, I think she was playing at the quarter level at that time, so it was only a thousand dollars. I mean, I say only, but it wasn't right. a tax. It was under the twelve hundred. It was I know, one thousand one hundred and seventy-six dollars. <laughs> and all right, jackasses. Let's talk. Hey, we're jealous. It was more than any know, of us right? won. Talk to me about the triple alliteration, the Paradise Park plans. Uh-huh. It was announced this week that Wynn's plans for Paradise Park have been amended to build in phases. The original price tag of $1.5 to $2 billion has been amended to $400 to $500 million, although it isn't clear if that is the new projected cost for the whole project or just phase one. This is usually a sign that a project isn't going to happen, or at least not anything close to the original proposal, but if anyone is going to build in Vegas, like you said, it's win. The first will focus on addressing the immediate needs of the resort. That will consist of a beachfront meeting space, the 1,500 feet long and 800 feet wide lagoon, and a 4,000 foot boardwalk with sand beaches, recreation, bars, and dining, as that is currently what they need, apparently. What does that place need all that shit for? I'm thinking about that going, what do you have all those things? And, <laughs> and lots of them. And I'm sorry, remind me, they're building this where? On the golf course. Okay. Yeah. So he's basically going to create his own little shopping outdoor park thing where the golf course you know is because think, not enough people use the golf course? Well, this will make way more money. Oh, people well, use the golf course. Yeah. This will make way more money. Okay. Yeah. All this is obviously an attempt to attract more conventioneers. As it is the focal point of the entire project, the first thing that they are working on after tearing out the golf course is the lagoon. 
That's so weird that that's what you think about. Like they're getting rid of the golf course and just big a, a big hole and put fill it with water. You're like, <laughs> water in it. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm sure they're going to leverage one of the the water hazards that are already there and just expand it. But. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Following that will come the convention spaces and finally the new hotel tower, increasing their available rooms by a couple thousand. The project is scheduled to begin in late 2017. I just, to me, it's so weird. And maybe he won't do a lot of the things that he's saying he's going to do, like with the water sports and the, the zip line and stuff like that, because it seems like, like I know people have said the nightclub crowd and your high rollers those people don't mix and yet he's created an, an atmosphere that encourages them to intermingle this seems like you're attracting families or or, or is he trying to um leverage his own convention space or is he trying to leverage the convention center that's attached to venetian palazzo what you've got to remember they're also competing against the las vegas convention authority so there it's, i guess i just don't know i mean we've never done I've never been to a convention down there, and I've never. Yeah, so that. that I mean, the Las Vegas Sands is definitely the one that seems to pull in the most. I don't. I don't know who the LVCBA pulls in. Yeah. And and Mandalay kind of seems to get the hangovers. I don't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they get the slightly smaller group, yeah. or especially or if they've got like a group that they don't want them to have easy access to all the rest of Vegas, then they'll. <laughs> take them down. You, you think I'm kidding? No, I believe you 100% because I'm, that's I'm the brilliance you. of Vegas. No, but you bring a, bring a bring a bunch of restaurant managers to Vegas that aren't used to traveling. You want a, they always had the conventions down at Mandalay. Because they were at the far end of the strip, away from as much craziness as possible. <laughs> so they, yeah, you don't oh, lose them. To pay you don't lose cab. them after day one. Exactly. <laughs> so huh. on a, that's a, that's very insightful, Karen. <laughs> Trust me, when you let these people out, especially in a place like Vegas, it's it's unbelievable the shit they get into. I mean, I well, when you consider the hours these people tend to put in, they do kind of lose the. the you know what they remind me of? They remind me of the people that come out of Caesars and they're like, wait, what happened there? I'm like, oh, some people just can't handle Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh and, awesome. so the other thing, and I'm sorry, I know you've reported on this and I either missed it or You're didn't fine. listen, but so he's building a whole nother hotel tower? As well? Yeah, I missed that too, Karen. That was news to me. Okay. And is it going to be part of Win or it's going to be part of Encore? Well, technically they're both connected, game. but it's it, the, the golf yes, course we've is primarily. This. I will stay at on. I, I have more of an interest in staying at Encore than I have in staying at Win. I, I would have to look at an aerial photograph. I want to say that the golf course is primarily located behind Win, but I could be wrong. I, it could be equally uh, spread out between the two properties. Hmm. That being said, from my recollection, the golf course backs to win, okay. and that's where it'll end up being. Like from my understanding, like you know how you have win, and then there's actually it is kind I'm of the just ball them. You know how you have excess, right? Excess is kind of in the middle. Yeah, that's where it kind of branches out, and they're gonna drop another big. It's not even a big tower. You know, you know what it is. You know how those two are big giant towers that are inverses right. of each other. They're gonna have a baby version of it. It's kind of like the one they have in Macau, like a little baby version of it. it's gonna be behind it. Hmm. Before we move on, Karen, I want you to tell me why you're more interested in Encore than you are Win. I, I almost can't explain it either, but There's I agree. just something that I like better about the feel of Encore. I like yeah. the colors. I like the... 
the butterfly. I don't know. There's just and we've gambled at both, and I think we've had better luck at Encore than we did at Win. Like uh, Win, I feel like we just got. I completely agree with you. I have no idea what it is, but of all the the high end places that you could go, I, I mean, to be fair, I think I think Mandalay is Mandalay Bay considered high end. I think so. The room rates are pretty pricey. Yeah. See, I, 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 I so I don't. I think. Uh, I mean, not saying anything negative about that property, but I think of Bellagio. Maybe. maybe see, I think uh, maybe this is just me. I think that Mandalay Bay is nicer than Bellagio. Oh, I to think me that is, feels I, more. I high think end. it is too. But what I'm saying is, when I think of high end properties and properties that cater to the high end, the rich, the 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 affluent. I, I guess you can't really say affluent if you say rich. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I think of Bellagio. I, I think of Caesars to an extent. I think of Venetian Palazzo. I think of Wynn and Encore. Golden Nugget to its very smaller extent. But I, I Encore to me is the most welcoming of all those, followed by Palazzo. Well, I'll be darned. I think it's a, it's also the nicer. I mean, you rattled some of those off that I don't ever care if I stay there again. Uh, Caesars, I fucking hate. It's yeah, a shithole. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I hate Caesars. Um, and I know it's got a fancy tower and everything else. Well, I, just, I think I the buildings that. are beautiful. I, I don't care to go in them. Bellagio, but... to me, just feels dated when I go in, and I know they've done renovations to the room. And I, just, we, I've never it's stayed just in not a room. Our, it's just not our speed. I don't speed. like the it's feel. Just, Mandalay feels speed. nice to me. Yeah. When... Uh, Maybe it's the name, because Win too. Like when he built Win, I just I feel like he was doing a this is this is for my high end peeps. He actually right? didn't like. He didn't want to use the name. Well, whatever. But that's when he built it. That's what I. That's the impression I got. He's like, this is for my high end peeps. Well, it wasn't Encore, his peeps. for some reason. Just seems more welcoming and friendly to me. I don't know why. I, huh. I just I yeah. Know. What are your thoughts on that, Tony? Uh, um. I don't really much have an opinion on Encore in and of itself. I don't know that I've spent all that much time. I think that Sinatra, the restaurant Sinatra is in Encore. It is, yeah. yeah it and is. so I think the only real times I've been in Encore is when I've been there for dinner at Sinatra. Which is really I, good, I, by the way. Yes, yes it is. I gotta say, between Venetian and Palazzo, I'm just the opposite of you guys. I remember, so when when Jen and I got married, we spent our honeymoon at the Venetian, and we really found that we thought, at least our impression, was that there was a lot more energy on the casino floor at the Venetian, and we actually felt like the Palazzo was a rather quiet, subdued casino with not a whole lot of energy. We spent almost no time over at the Palazzo. I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I would say that there is a, there is more of a gambling. Uh, it's very much the vibe you described. There, there does a feel to be more action at at Venetian, and maybe it's just the the casualness of Palazzo that that we prefer, because it it, it it feels cramped sometimes to me in Venetian. Well, and the funny thing is, is we've stayed at both because I, we've had conventions there. Uh -huh. For some reason, I'm always pissed off if I get stuck in the Venetian Tower. I'd rather be in the Palazzo Tower. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense because the rooms are exactly the same. Yeah. I just I don't like I will the Venetian say side. I will say I I had a similar opinion to Venetian that I did Caesars 
before ever saying it to him. Like, I thought it was just kind of too big and too, like, you get lost. It was too crazy. Yeah, I don't think I ever thought that. And I did. I did. And Caesars, my opinion of it was dramatically worse after staying there <laughs> and after staying at venetian i'm like oh it's not that bad this isn't that this isn't that bad like we we found our way around venetian pretty quickly i mean yeah. i did yeah, yeah. pretty quickly after you know spending like a day there but in all fairness how many times have you stepped foot in the canal shops to get to palazzo i have yeah <laughs> that's it i know we we just we we i couldn't I know you go up the escalators to get to the canal shops. I have no idea what's up there. I've never spent, I think I went up there to find a restaurant once. So I can actually find my way through the Caesar shops better than I can. Oh, I still get lost. Shops. Oh, they really? Me yeah. off. Wow. That fucking pit, that place pisses me off. Cause I always take, you know how, how it forks? Like they have that big fountain mm -hmm. and it forks. I always fucking take the wrong one. I don't know how I do it. I always fucking take the wrong one. See, I remember it by where the restaurants are. That's how I know which direction to go. And the worst part is, is I dread, like, I'll get there, and then I'll start to dread it, like, oh, God damn it, I fucking know the one I pick is going to be wrong. <laughs> I know it is. It's <laughs> awesome. Slight little segue. All right. Yeah. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Mike Tyson is working on the follow-up to his one-man show, Undisputed Truth, speculated to be called Round Two. And debut this fall. All right, so here's the thing about that. The first one makes perfect sense to me. It's well documented what this guy's gone through, right? You know, he he, he grew up in nothing, became the heavyweight champion, then had that epic fall, and he's kind of picked himself back up after drugs and depression and whatnot. And then he did that show. So that makes sense to me. You have a, a wealth of experience to share. What's your next one going to be like? I mean, is it going to be like, I'll tell you why things have been pretty good lately. <laughs> yeah. You guys keep showing up for these shows. Right. I put them on and there you are. The Hangover movies have been good to me. Uh, it's uh, coming out my second book. I'm happily married right now. Things are going well. Well, and that's honestly, I, I had a hard time. I, I didn't see the first show, The Undisputed Truth. I just have, I just envision it being a train wreck. And maybe not. Maybe he actually was able to put thoughts together in a coherent storyline to share. I, now I'm like, what the hell are you going to do in a second one? Yeah. His, from everything that I, I've read, his wife has basically saved him. He's he's the way that you want so somebody like So instead of that. like Robin Givens being a strong woman who just absolutely fucked him over and ruined him, he found a strong woman and said, okay, you can be crazy. But I'm going to help you through your crazy. Yeah, yeah, okay. basically. Uh, it, like, she was exactly what he needed. Well, that's awesome. Good yeah, for them. Exactly. Put your fucking phone down. It's your turn. Oh, it is my turn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A new production show titled Wow Splash is opening at Rio in July. Think of hip-hop dance in puddles. No one reported on this better than Vital Vegas. Travel Zork is reporting that Monster Mini Golf Arcade and Bowling will be opening up a 10,000 square foot attraction at Bally's this fall. The complex will be located on the lower level of the property, close to Bally's Grand Bazaar shops. Wow. As long as they don't cut into the casino. That's just... Well, the casino is not down on the, down on the lower level. I think that where this is supposed to be is when you go down the escalator and there's all of those shops and... Well, how's Kitchy. that going to be connected to the Grand Bazaar shops then? Those, we, those are outdoors. 
Well, then maybe it's going to be outdoors. Well, it says it's in the property. I, I, I don't know how you put a 10,000 square foot mini golf, arcade, and bowling on that main floor where the casino is. I, I don't know either. It's, I don't know either. That's why I'm saying I, I hope yes. they don't cut into the casino. Yeah. Maybe they'll get rid of. Maybe maybe that that crazy hidden porkashore will go away. <laughs> well, because wait a minute. So don't you have to in order to get to? And honestly, I don't think I've walked through the new bazaar shops to get into Bally's since they've been open. But from what I remember, to get from the Bally's Casino out through what was the walkway, you did have to go up an escalator to get out and then walk down, no? You don't have to. It's super confusing. Tony, do you know how to explain it? Oh, because you can go straight outside and then walk that's under right. the... That's right. Because that's, how, that's how we used to go and enjoy the... And we the, found the little yeah. park setting thing. Okay. Yeah. But it yeah. is very confusing because the, the walkway moved you up but when you got in you had to walk downstairs to get into yep. the casino right it's really weird i totally especially the first time you're in the casino and you see like you know where the cars are pulling up and everything like oh we can go out that way and you go out and you're like where's the where's the moving walkway what's going i don't understand yeah, what's going on here. yeah it's above your head it's weird yeah. okay hmm. all right well i guess we'll find out weird face hot body candidate sarah jessica parker will open up her second SJP retail boutique at Bellagio this summer. Her first location opened at MGM Maryland in Detroit. No. <laughs> in December. December. Maryland in Detroit. <laughs> and you're cool. not even drinking, Tony. No. Did right, you add sober, some Tony. vodka to that juice? Right, all right. <laughs> Is it skinny girl? Skinny girl vodka? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never... Been, nah, fuck that. It didn't work. <laughs> you know what I've been doing in the back of my head? I was trying to work in the the Family Guy joke where they call her um, Horse Face Sarah Michelle Geller. Or, yep. Fuck, Sarah Michelle Parker. It's Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> oh, wow. I love how he's trying to correct Sarah, himself. Hold on. Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah right. Jessica Parker, yeah. you're mixing them up. It, it, well, it, that's it, it, we're, we're we're in the same realm because that's where I got the joke. A weird face, hot body yeah. is is the you know, it, it's like trying to pick a winner between Kirsten Dunst and Sarah Jessica Parker in a weird face, hot body contest. <laughs> you can't be done. <laughs> Vital Vegas reports that the Neon Museum is partnering with the Fashion Show Mall to place restored classic neon signage at the shopping center. Plans are to start installing this spring. That is awesome. I hope it's good stuff because here's the thing that bums me out about like Neonopolis is that while I do enjoy the, the neon there, it isn't like the restored Hacienda or the Aladdin well, or the Silver Slipper. It's it's size requirements. I agree. They're I agree. Size queens, reverse but, size queens. Right. <laughs> but that's what I want to see is the stuff, the neon that's gone that I can't see anymore. Not like, oh yeah, this used to be over this laundromat. Like who the fuck cares? But it's neon. That's I agree. I agree. It was an art. The smaller pieces are easier to and more less expensive to restore. I, I, I understand that. I'm just I'm just, I'm saying the fashion show mall is quite large. I hope they decide to cheer. I think it's a great thing that they're going to add more restored neon to someplace in Vegas. I, I yeah, think, and the, I the fashion show mall is easier to get to from the strip than either downtown or the neon museum. So yeah. I think this is awesome. Yes. Because someone convinced someone that it was in demand, Eater Vegas reports that Smith & Walensky Steakhouse will auction off all of its contents of the three-story strip restaurant across the street from Monte Carlo after it closes next Saturday. Those of you interested, Google it. We're not going to help you go to this auction. FYI, the restaurant pledges they are not leaving the Vegas market and will announce their new home in the coming months. 
I was going to say, I didn't, again, you reported on this before. I didn't remember hearing that they were closing. Yeah, I have a couple times. Right, sorry. I guess I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm more surprised that it held on for as long as it did because there's so many good steakhouses in Vegas. Why would yeah. you go to a chain? There is a rumor that they're going to end up in a property. It wouldn't necessarily surprise me. There's a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Harrah's. And that is a, a high-end chain steakhouse. Yeah, but so I, I guess I could see. But I agree with Karen. If I'm if I'm going to Vegas and I have the option to go to a place that I can't go anywhere else, I mean I can go to oh, a Ruth sure. Chris here yeah. in Memphis. Yeah. For so, sure. Yep. Not that the no, one I, here in Memphis is any good, but I could. Um, words. It, it's not it's not our fucking fault that it tasted like shit. We're not saying Ruth's Chris sucks. We're saying the one we went to was not we didn't enjoy it. I've been to the one in Jackson, Tennessee, yeah. like two or three times. And Jackson, Tennessee is, is a shithole. I'm sorry if anybody lives there. It is the armpit. Jackson, Tennessee? I'm sorry. Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, there is a Jackson, Tennessee. I'm really sorry if anybody listens to the show that lives in Jackson, Tennessee. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice little town actually. But no, Jackson, Mississippi is just an awful place. Mississippi is just an awful place. Well, yeah. Um but I've been to the Ruth Chris there in Jackson, and it's phenomenal. Really? And so, yeah. Well, so I mean, that's gotta be the, the place. So we went for our anniversary, yeah. and I'm like, it's Ruth Chris, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And we went to the one here in Memphis, and oh my god, it, I was disappointed at every yeah. part of it. There wasn't anything everything. good. The service, the food, the appetizers, everything was disappointing at that one. And I, I was kind of crushed because again, I've, I've been to Ruth Chris in several different places, and it's always been. I mean, their steaks were normally phenomenal. And this place just, it wasn't. That's bad. Yeah. No. But what are you going to do? Absolutely. You guys live in Memphis. You have so many great places to eat. It's, it's, I mean, that's actually the unfortunate part for them is because there's such great restaurants in Memphis, the competition is, you know, is uh, oh, unbelievable. It's better and better all the time. There's yeah. so many new ones popping up. It's awesome. I can't wait till you guys come back down. They're building, um, well, we talked about, and because I know we took, we took you guys to flight, right? Yeah. No, we didn't. No, I don't think we had discovered we flight yet. Flight. Oh, we're gonna blow their fucking minds with flight. Okay, so flight, which is our absolute favorite restaurant that's downtown, um, the owners of that opened another restaurant in Germantown. We've described flight on this show, right? We yeah. had to have. Yeah, we have. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, the owners of that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Cool. Oh, I was just saying it sounded familiar. Yeah, it's the one that does flights about. of food in addition to flights of wines. So you can get like small portions uh, of Like food. flights of everything, flights yeah. of salads, salads soups, soups, desserts, anything. Entree, anything. Oh, that's a genius. It. It's, oh. it's a, I tell them and every time, like, match. how the fuck are you not in Vegas? It blows my mind that you're not in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. if yeah. anybody, and, and if anyone's coming to Memphis and, you know, don't want to. must go to flight. Don't want to harass us you or whatever. You absolutely must go to flight. It's downtown. It is the best uh, absolutely one of it's our ridiculous. favorites that's why i'm kind of surprised we, take, we didn't like, take tony i don't think there. we had known it i don't think we had discovered it because i knew like we always take people you know for for barbecue when you're here you always do like graceland if they've never been here before and now we always take people to flight we must have not known yeah. about it when that or, or maybe reservations were booked or something oh that could be because they're kind of hard to get into but yeah so the owners of them opened a place here in germantown which has some of the same food but it's a different concept which is awesome there's, a, there's two more restaurants right around the corner from our house that are getting ready to open up. Like, there's just all of a sudden all of these restaurants, and most of them aren't chains, which is great. They're, yeah. like, local stuff and moms and pops. So, yeah, it's – to your point, Tony, there are so many good, fun places. And uh, the sad thing is, is we've been to other steakhouses here in Memphis way better than Ruth Chris. Oh, Fleming's. way better. Fleming's, like, Fleming's down the street. Awesome. Yeah. You, you could walk to it. <laughs> you could actually well, walk to it from Ruth's Chris. Well, you could cross the street from, yeah. from Fleming's Ruth Chris, yeah. So – it, it is disappointing, but 
Anyway, we're like all kinds of digressing this week. We have yeah, five sorry. pages of notes. Exactly. It's a good thing we found these. <laughs> yeah. These all, all I, can you imagine what's going to happen the day we post like a 20 minute show? People are going to be like, oh shit, those guys are fighting. There's something <laughs> going on. The show's imploding. They can't find anything oh. to talk about. Right. <laughs> All right, well, listen, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Coming Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or an event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. First up, Echo and the Bunnymen are performing at Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Promenade Friday, July 28th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $38. That's a hell of a name. I, I bl- Who are they? I blame working in media retail for a decade for knowing a lot you even know of who, I have very no eclectic who they are. I kind of want to look them up now and see what they <laughs> say. Echo and the Bunnymen. Blues Traveler is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay on Thursday, November 7th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $30. And Ed Sheeran is performing at the T-Mobile Arena Friday, August 4th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at a pain in the ass to find out. So figure it out on your own. I don't know what's going on. Like, this has happened like three weeks in a row where all I'm trying to do is, like, you don't even have to tell me. Just give me a a range. That's all I want. Ballpark. How much will a ticket cost me? You can undersell me. You can oversell me. Don't make it impossible to find a goddamn price. (laughs) Probably he's already sold out. So fucking annoying. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on in our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Well, let's check the river. All right, so first up, we have some listener feedback with a PayPal donation from Mr. Han Choi. Han writes, this is for you all. Mark, NPR Karen, fellow Macau fanboy Alistair, and especially Tony, who made this solo visitor to that other famous Vegas gathering (laughs) back in October 2015 feel a lot more welcome. Happy 40th, sorry I can't make it to Vegas vacation four, at Han Chicago. Well, you got 117 days to get ready for five, so. I'm just saying, (laughs) put it on the calendar. That's That's right. Well, there is a reason we are doing these more than once a year. Demand and, well, They're demand. just so much fun. They are so much fun. They're so ridiculously big. Especially, especially once, like, I remember going to Vegas after two. Like, going going to a time that wasn't a Vegas vacation. And we're like, yeah, I mean, it's fun. We're hanging out with friends. But, I mean, well, why don't we do this again? Why are we here when we're not doing a Vegas vacation? <laughs> but I think, okay, so digressing a little bit. One of the the first, like the first great time that I had in Vegas was when we went with friends. Yeah, well, and we yeah. went for the weekend, and we just had so much fun because we were with a group of folks. And then you and I. Well, and know, that became an annual thing. Like we loved it so much, it, it became did. an we, annual for thing for a while until 
yeah and, and then we did a couple solo trips and then the podcast started and it, it just once the Vegas vacations started and we just started meeting just awesome people people you can't wait to fucking hang out with like oh fuck it's like I said, be how many how many people Tony included and his fabulous wife Jen that we've met have visited us at our home it is, like, it is kind of mind-blowing I would consider Tony one of the best friends of my life and I fucking met him because we did this show it was a little stalkerish and now he's now he's my co-host and and hetero life partner you know it, it, it's <laughs> it's amazing what this thing has done and become and it's and it is definitely you know we've said it before there's a portion of this that it is our vacation time and in me personally being an introvert by nature I need a little bit of that downtime without like a crap load of people around, but I really don't need more than like a day. Otherwise, I, I'm happy to be spending time with somebody well, other than well, you. Well, and that's what I mean. It's also not, it's also not, it's, it, it is meeting up with friends. Like so many of them are friends you already know and right. friends that you don't yet know, but you will then become. So it isn't so much like, I just need some time by myself and you 20. You know, because it's like, like if you were going all by yourself, like if, if there wasn't Vegas vacation and you're like, let's go to Vegas. Oh, my God. You know who we need to try and plan a trip with? Let's plan it with so-and-so and so, -and -so. Yeah. Let's bring all these people. We got to get together with Christina. You put, oh, and you put out Tony like a mass Jenner email so going, fun. who can make it to right, Vegas? Exactly. <laughs> so so it's really like like you, you say, like, I just, you know, I just need some time to myself. And these 20 friends I already know. And then, like, the next time when I know... 20 more, and then it's just like, just just the 40 of you. I just want to hang out with the 40 of you. And and I will tell you, the first one and the third one for me were both stressful. And and the third one was because I missed the second one. And I knew, <laughs> well, and I knew that you had met, you well, were I telling said it was me a breakthrough. Like, all like, these people. Not, I, I, no Vegas vacation is is bad. They're, they're all amazing. <laughs> but as you can imagine as this thing has has grown and and evolved it's it's in scope and fun and ev everything has intensified and i remember very much like that's i knew several of the people going to vegas yeah. vacation one and then i met some you know i, I don't know I well feel no like so you think about it. so for me vegas vacation one was stressful because there were people showing up that we really didn't maybe know. The, maybe the big thing was is it was the first time <laughs> since I met you I made friends with people that you didn't know <laughs> no, it wasn't even that but you I remember no, I mean you for me were that's why I was all super excited about it like oh, oh I met oh, these yeah. people it's so much fun but I just remember being nervous like these people came out here to Vegas because we were going to be here I think you like, were in your head for that, three. Oh, I totally was yeah and then I think for three I was nervous because for the first meetup so I knew there were people there that you had met that I didn't know. Right. I mean, you to the point that where I was you, excited. Like, oh my god! Like, I know you're like, you have to meet this person, this person, that person. I'm like, I'm never gonna remember everybody because I'm great with faces, awful with names and where I might have met. I'm them terrible before. at both. You're lucky if I remember your Twitter handle. Well, if anything, I'm like, hey, you! I know you. And you actually, if you remember, you you pulled like photos down of certain people because like, I was I trying to remember shit. <laughs> I hadn't met you know Chris Moore yet, and so you had his picture. Like you just you had photos of folks that you met before, and I'm like, okay. I'm a little bit nervous about, for this one coming up, the only thing I'm nervous about is if I have met you before and oh, see, that's I look I, at you and go, shit, I know I know you and I, I apologize. I can't put the name with a face. That, I'm so bad at that. That's why I, I put it right on Front Street. Like when there's a chance, I'll be like, hey, what's your name again? 
Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just because I'm like, I am not uh, like I know you. I see you. I'm like, hey, hey, I know you. <laughs> I don't remember your name, but I'm not gonna make this awkward by pretending that I know it. I'm just gonna jump right to it. I'm excited to see you. <laughs> what, what, hey, what, you. What, what do they call you? <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say. Listen, for the because we're going to have so many new folks there mm-hmm. that are a part of 360 Vegas Vacation 4. I'm going to ask, I'm not I'm not speaking for Mark, I'm not speaking for Karen, <laughs> I'm speaking for Tony. I am going to ask you to introduce yourself to me every time I see you two or three times. Just be like, hey, Tony, it's Mike again. Good to see you. Tony's going to start glad handing people and he's going to have like stickers on him. Like, hey, buddy, how's, how's it go? <laughs> Slap him on the back. And it was what? Exactly. Right with a Sharpie. Here you go. But no, you're wondering why honestly, yeah, I'm turning Tony, around to try to see your back. I was just trying to read the name badge. <laughs> we're we're all teaming up idea. like somebody's got a mirror behind you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, it's going to take me a minute and it's I mean, take aside the fact that there's going to be alcohol involved, which just makes the memory that much worse <laughs> if it's the first time we've met you. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of folks there. It just, just cut us some slack. Again, I love the idea. Tell me your name a couple times, and if I say it to you before you say it to me, then you know I got it. That's not going to happen I agree. for me. Yeah, it's... I agree. <laughs> I'm super excited. This is going to be so much fun. Well, this should be our last show before Vegas Vacation 4, or at least it's the last one with Tony. We may have some content that will come out before we leave uh, next week. but um, Well, I'll be around next week. Next week's only the 20th. No, next week. We got, we've got two more weeks. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If all I'm right. not around, it may not. I may just not be around for the 26th. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. Which, so, and honestly, we probably so I guess, shouldn't so we'll, because... I need to be, like, packing and doing laundry and shit because we're leaving Saturday morning. Just relax. I got fucking things. I have plans. <laughs> oh, I get I'm so stressed. Packing before a trip stresses me out to no end. Oh, my God. Really? I think it's so much fun. So do I. I agree. Okay. You've never, like, forgotten something and had Mark completely berate you for forgetting it. Because you could, you, you learn from your experiences, from your mistakes. If only we do had I devices ever, where we could make notes. Do I ever forget the same thing twice? That's, no. Yeah, it's fair. Well, right. You only need to be hit so many times before you remember. <laughs> exactly. That. Usually that first time, I'm like, I'll remember. I'll remember. <laughs> right. Although I have learned, don't hit too hard because then she fucking forgets other things. <laughs> <laughs> that's this, awesome. This is true. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. Listen, I think that that's probably going to do it for episode 231. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog. That's 360VegasPodcast.com. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, such as Amazon, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limo by using the promo code 360Vegas, or just make a PayPal donation. Of course, you can always buy merchandise from our Zazzle store. It's zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. We do get a cut of those profits. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send us feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can people find you? I am at 360Vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. He told you where to find me, and uh, I got derailed. So we're going to be back next week is where I was trying to transition <laughs> Your to. Your head was still there? I'm not nearly as smooth as Tony is with, with the transitions <laughs> there. I was like, quick, think of it. Think of it. Oh, fuck. Yes, I but the up. difference is you could edit yourself out. You just, you know. I know, it. but I kind of like, like you guys have given me shit about, oh, you always end up fucking every time you fuck up, which isn't true. Anytime it's funny, I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm going with it. So there it is. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>